0: Hey guys, you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke LaMastra. So excited that you're here. In this week's episode, I'm sitting down with my lovely, lovely wife, pastor and church planter and author and mother of the year, Denise LaMastra. Uh, we're, We're just going a little bit further in the subject of identity and in particular, sonship, which is what we discussed last week. So if you missed episode number 44, Uh, You can go back and check that out when you get a chance as well, but I just wanted to sit down with my wife who has a really awesome perspective on this kind of stuff, so let's jump into it. We become sons and daughters of God. It's our right, it's our authority to become sons and daughters of God from the very moment of our conversion, of our entrance into the family of God. He considers us His sons. And uh, and daughters, of course. And in Romans, uh, you know, chapter eight, verse fifteen, we've received the Spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, "Abba, Father." The Holy Spirit, who lives inside of us, he's bearing witness with our spirit. In other words, he's he's re- constantly reminding us and bringing us deeper and deeper into this reality and this experiential knowledge of the fact that we belong to God. As his sons and his daughters. And so, you know, we can get really caught up in life with all kinds of stuff, with trying to qualify for things and, and trying to be good enough and trying to get God's favor and get God's approval and doing good things, quote unquote, in order to be pleasing to God. But when we really look at Scripture the right way, we have to discover the fact that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, that He accepts us on the basis of who we are. That he's actually brought us, that Jesus has brought us near to the Father with His own blood, um, and so we just we have such a privilege and just access to everything that the Father has for us. I know one of the things um, that you wanted to kind of bring out today, which I think I mentioned it last week, but I don't remember how deep I went into it, was uh, Romans eight seventeen. So you want to go ahead and jump yeah. off there?
1: Well, before I jump into that, um, I, I, I feel like there needs to be. Uh, clarification when we use the word adoption because i i believe that that a lot of times when we look at that word from a natural perspective we look at uh being brought as a son or a daughter from a standpoint of we're we're being brought into a family that has already been created right Uh, which adoption sometimes carries that and i think it's important for us to Shift our mentality in that sense and recognize that from the very beginning of creation We were made in the image of God Mm -hmm. So it was already in the father's heart that we belonged in his family that we are a part of it And the only reason that we used that were adopt that we're adopted back into relationship with a father is because uh, due to the fall of men we were separated, mm. so that was never separation from the father. Was never the original intent, and that was not even part of the beginning. Right. So I think it uh, it's important for us to remember and recognize that when we are adopted, or when we say, you know, He has given us a spirit of adoption, it's I, I want to say it's more like we are reunited. With the original intent that God had for us. And I think that is important because um, as sons and daughters, it's easy sometimes to struggle to feel like we still have to make up for something. Yes, right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I think if we just, you know, think, of, well, I'm adopted or I'm, I'm, you know, the enemy will try to sneak in and make us still believe that it was never like. Choice that we had on the matter, absolutely, and that you know, like, there's still room for God to change His mind, yeah. And I, and that's not, not how it is, yeah. But the truth is that from the very beginning, God thought of us, and in His heart, He knew that we belonged to Him,
0: yeah, absolutely. And
1: so, our we're actually in the process of becoming better sons and better daughters we we have been sons and daughters from the beginning but unfortunately we didn't know it yet <laughs> or or you know we're caught up and trying to make up or different efforts or whatever but that is our identity like yeah, i am absolutely. his daughter i am his son that's absolutely. your identity and nothing that you do Today, nothing that you'll do tomorrow, nothing that you'll do in five years, will change the heart of the Father to see you and recognize you as His own. So good. And to me, that is so powerful because I'm not lost out there trying to figure out how to fit in yeah. in the heart of the Father. Yeah. The truth is, the heart of the Father. The Father has always had me in His heart.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I'm
1: always in His heart with Him. Even when I, for myself, think of myself as a stray. Yeah. The Father's uh-huh. never thinking of me as out there.
0: Yeah.
1: He's. I'm always in Him. So I think uh, it's important for us as we... Edify ourselves, and as we grow ourselves in our identity with the Father, that we recognize that as an absolute. Yeah. That's an absolute truth. There's no no changing it. There's no other way. You are a son and you were a daughter. That's how it's always been in His heart, and that's how it's always been, whether you feel like it or not. Like my children, you know? uh, Absolutely. And it's. It's so powerful because it releases us from the responsibility. Like, it's not a burden for the father to be a father to us. Mm. He longs for that. He desires that. He, um, he wants us to have this dependency. And, and it's important that we recognize it as children. We need to make room for that dependency. With him, yeah, in the kingdom of God, it's not about how good you are at being independent,
0: yeah.
1: It's about how much do you depend on him. How much do you, yeah, uh, glean on, on him. Yeah. How much do you allow him? Like even you know as Paul writes, like in your weakness, he he strength yeah. is revealed. His power, yeah, is it's uh, manifested in your life. Yeah. And, in, in your shortcomings and everything, so when I recognize that I am a son and I'm a daughter, and I'm not, I don't I don't have to prove to my father that he is my yeah. father.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was his idea. Like
1: he it's chose always it. been his idea. It's always been yeah. his desire. And that yeah. a lot of times that mindset is what brings us into bondage. Yeah. That's absolutely. what brings us into that separation mm-hmm. or even feeling like. It just, we don't belong. Like, if you've ever struggled with that, like, I think that that's such a, such an important uh, switch, you know, to recognize that he's proud of you no matter what. Like, he loves you no matter what. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There's nothing that can separate you from his fatherhood. There's nothing that can separate you from the heritage that you have, the identity, the DNA that he has inside of you. Hmm. So it it's life changing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, just because of everything that you're saying before we before we get there, before we get to verse 17, um, I kind of I quoted of uh, Romans 8:15 a minute, a couple minutes ago, uh, just about how we've received the Spirit of adoption, and it's. It's cool in that verse because the the ver, the word spirit is... If you look in your Bible, it's a capital S, not right. a lowercase s. So it's referring to the Holy Spirit. The right. Holy Spirit is our spirit of adoption. He mm-hmm. is the spirit of adoption. Uh, but then the next verse, verse 16, sandwiched in between those two verses that we were talking about, says that he himself bears witness with our spirit right. that we are children of God. And so that's the heart of the Father for us. He's always... because. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He's the Spirit of our Father God. Mm-hmm. He lives inside of us, and right. he's always—it's just a constant thing for him, just bearing witness with us and the, bearing witness. That's like it's a, like a like fancy way of here. saying that. Yeah, it's like an agreement yeah. on the inside of us. He's—he's he's working on the inside of us to build agreement and to build understanding and experiential knowledge of the fact that we are His. We're His kids. We belong to Him, yeah. and it's so it can be really actually difficult for, for our minds to grab a hold of that because especially like if we've lived for, you know, a certain number of years, we lived our whole lives thinking that, you know, we've got to provide for ourselves, we've got to look out for ourselves. It's really, it's like an orphan mindset. It's an orphan mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said in John chapter 14, in talking about the Holy Spirit, about how he was going to send his Holy Spirit, he says, I will not leave you orphans I will come to you. And so he sends us the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of adoption, who actually comes to live on the inside of us. And so now we have this constant ongoing reality of this connection to our Father in heaven as his sons and his daughters. Mm -hmm. And he, he lives inside of us. He himself is inside of us and he's just constantly just beckoning us and bringing us deeper and deeper, deep into this understanding, this reality of the fact, hey, you're mine you're my yeah. son, you're my daughter, yeah. you belong to me, you yeah. don't have to perform, you don't have to try to figure this out on your own, I'm actually with you, I love you, I took care of all of it.
1: It's really like getting that understanding and that that truth in your heart of hearts, knowing that you are his, like I am his no matter what, because in this time in history, everything around you tries to drive your purpose tries to drive you know there's people that are defined by the things they do there are people that are defined by the things they don't do mm. you know there are people that are defined by what others say they are and knowing that you are his is like it's just a well yeah for you to feed yourself from and, and that understanding that like I don't belong to anybody else but to him and 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 in developing that relationship with him so that he'll teach you what does he mean that you are his? Like, how does that translate to your everyday life? Yeah. How does that translate to your confidence? How does that translate to your purpose, to your assignment? And, and it, it will give you freedom to be... Who you are, who he has made you to wow. be, yeah, because you know that you belong to him.
0: Yeah, and all those things that you mentioned, like your purpose, all that stuff, can get really disjointed really quickly when you don't have the on that foundational level your your identity as a child of God established. Mm-hmm. You know, and i i I think it's a I think it's a helpful image. Something that's been really helpful to me is you know you know how the Bible talks. Um, several places about the light of God's face, the light of his countenance shining down on us and stuff like that. And I've said this before, but uh, you know, for a long time, my, my, the concept in my mind of my father was that he was angry with me every time that I sinned or every time that I messed up or every time that I just didn't do it quite right. So for a lot of time, like for years of my life, I lived under a whole bunch of just garbage just weight of stuff that that wasn't necessary at all because Jesus had already dealt with it but just living life thinking that okay I need to do I need to do right by you God I need to I need to do this so that you could be happy with me I need to be acceptable yeah. not recognizing the fact that Jesus Christ already made me acceptable he already qualified me for it but just just living that way and the concept that I had in my head I never would have said this to anybody else I I was good at like giving grace away to people (laughs) as far as like, oh no, you're, you know, you messed up, but the Bible says this and, and there's grace (laughs) and God loves you. Just, you know, just move on. Just, just go. But, but for me, I couldn't accept it for myself. And so I I had this idea in my head that when I messed up, that it was just like God with his, like, you know, kind of like arms crossed, just like not happy with me or like that is backwards turned toward me or something like that. And so it was just living in this way where even doing good things, a lot of this is good stuff, like the ministry and different things, but doing it from this place of performance, not even for other people, yeah. but performing for my, my heavenly father who really just wants me to know and experience his love. And out of that love... Everything, ministry and family and life and business, everything just flows so much better. It flows best from a place of rest. It just works that way. If you've ever seen like a tree that doesn't have enough sunlight, you know, so it's growing up in the shade or or whatever, and it doesn't have proper sunlight coming in, that's part of what it needs to grow, right? And so when it doesn't have that, you'll see that that tree, it doesn't, its roots don't get as deep as they should. And so what ends up happening is the tree doesn't get as enough nutrients as it should. So as it grows up, it's starting to get bigger, but it's not getting enough nutrients. And so even though it should be getting bigger, it's malnourished. Yeah. And so you'll actually see trees and bushes that don't have enough sunlight. You've ever seen where they kind of like, they try to bend and stretch toward the light. Yeah. And so it ends up in like a deformity, like a deformed tree, yeah. because it's trying to accomplish its purpose. It's trying to be yeah. as big and as good and as great as it can be. But it's doing it from this, it's trying to get that. It's like trying to make up. Yeah, exactly. Trying to compensate. It's trying to compensate in
1: some way or another what is
0: lacking. And so when we try to get that from God out of our insecurity rather than out of our sonship and out of our position as sons and daughters, we end up with like spiritual deformities almost. We end up, we get to a certain point and we think that we're doing great but then all of a sudden like we're not as strong our roots aren't as deep as we thought they were because they're not established on the right thing. Yeah,
1: and when we face uh, opposition or when we when our lives in Christ that we have built are tested. Yeah. Then the foundation it's not solid enough. Yeah. It's not strong enough. Yeah. So we fall and then it takes yeah. us a very long time to rebuild mm-hmm. the foundation. Yeah. so it's 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 important for certain things to be like a cornerstone in your life yeah and I think one of the cornerstones of your life should be knowing whose you are absolutely and it should be that you absolutely. are a son that you are a daughter yeah that you belong to him and no one else can have ownership of you mm. like nothing yeah no debt no sin no fear no frustration not nothing has ownership over you yeah because you belong to him he has claimed you as his own so it's um just you know when we talked about identity to me like that's that's just so crucial like recognizing like, yes, I am adopted, but the truth of the matter is that I've been a son and a daughter since the beginning. Absolutely. So even when the Holy spirit reminds me that I am part of the family, that I have been adopted even after I was separated, yeah, that still the original position that I had and that I will always have, it's that one of a son and yeah. that one of a daughter and I love how in the scripture, we're talking about it, you know, how verse 17 says, you know, and if we are children then we are, we are hairs. heirs,
0: we are heirs, I'm heirs, sorry. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we
1: are heirs of God and we are joined with him because when you know who you are, you begin to understand so good. What, what yeah. are the things that you have to yeah. your advantage? Yeah. And, and it's such an important step for purpose And it's such an important step for you. Like, um, I just keep thinking, you know, like, we all want to be the best at the dreams and at the desires that Mm -hmm. God has placed in us. Yeah. But a lot of times, we struggle with even being able to give ourselves the room to bring out what's in us. We struggle with it because we. We're going to either compare ourselves or we think that we don't have it all together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we sometimes don't even want to try because we don't know what is going to yeah, come absolutely. out. Yeah, absolutely. And we forget the fact that he's he said already, like, you are mine. Mm-hmm. So you have access. I've given you access. I've given you all these things that you have. But you have to claim stakes on them. And you have to use them. Like you have these resources now, use them. Yeah. But since the, since we're still dealing with that one point of not sure whether we are sons or daughters, yeah. Then we actually don't use yeah the absolutely.
0: Resources. Well, uh, real quick, I love the fact that a few minutes ago you brought out the the issue with being the verse talking about being adopted about how that's not less than. Like an adopted child, an adopted mm-hmm. son or daughter, is not less than one that was begotten. Like right. Jesus is the only begotten of the Father, right. but Jesus brings us into it. He said in, in John chapter 17, which, you know, John, all of John chapter 17, you need to read it. It's a, <laughs> it's like just the whole chapter is, is Jesus talking to the Father, mm-hmm. and it's right, it's the last days of his life. And he's talking to his father, and he's like, Father, I desire mm-hmm. that that they would be, these that you've given me, that they would be with me where I am. Yeah. That they would behold your glory, the glory that I had with you from he the beginning. Like, it's, it's just yeah. this beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's Jesus going through everything that he went through, being completely obedient. And it wasn't just, it wasn't Jesus apart from the Father. It was Jesus in obedience to, the, to what the Father had sent him to do, right? Jesus just being obedient to everything to the point of, of the death of the cross, right. everything that he did in order to bring us, all of us, into this relationship and this inheritance that we have with him so that now we are co-heirs and we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's so, it's so this is so powerful. And, and this is why the enemy fights so hard to, to try to get you to doubt who you are in God. This is why he fights so hard to try to get you to relate being a son or a daughter of God with what you have to do as a son or daughter of God. It's, it's just, it's the same, just junk I mean, you, lies over you, and over you, again. You really don't yeah. have to
1: do anything. And the things that we say we do. We do them out of love. Yeah, we're we responding do them out of this relationship. Like, I want to love on my father. Yeah, I want to spend time with him. I want to hear his voice. I want to know what he thinks about things that matter to me. I, I want my father, my father to delight in me, and I want to delight in my father. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's not because somebody's forcing my hand. It's not because. I need to, you know, rely on the superpower because I have no control over my life. No. I live out of the life that I have with my father. And it's not, it doesn't make me better than other people. It just makes me better for myself. Yeah. It just makes me who I am, who I'm intended to be. That's where I find my confidence. That's where I find my pleasure, my satisfaction, my fullness. Like, that is my satisfaction. Yeah. You know, like, if I was to have anything else in the world, like, no, I'll take that. I'll take, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm assuming, <laughs> probably, I mean, I think you and I have both been to those places in our lives where you recognize, like, God, I don't want anything else besides you. Like, yes, I, I, we live normal lives. We can say normal lives in that sense. Like, you know, we have needs. But ultimately, my needs are covered. Yeah. Ultimately, what I want, you already know. Yeah. But I just want you. Yeah. And I, so many times we miss mm. that our ability to just be with him. Yeah. And deepen our relationship and deepen our longing for him. I want more of him not because I lack anything in him, but I want more of him because I, that's where I find delight.
0: He's so good.
1: And it's it it saddens me and it like it breaks my heart. When I see believers that have been lied to about Mm. who they are in the Father, they are still caught up in in the trap of, you know, I'm just not good enough yet. Like, I haven't suffered enough in my faith. Yeah. I have to struggle more so that I can be more spiritual. Come on. Like, you know, I need to be tested more. My faith needs to be tested more so that the Father can delight Himself in me. Wow. Like no stupid you know like i'm not i'm not saying that it's just that's not the heart of the father yeah, like absolutely i listen been there done that yeah. i lived that for years yeah. and and i'm grateful that god has brought me to a place in my life now where i find joy in have, in being in a relationship with yeah. him and i recognize like this is not it's not it's not about yeah. all the things that i can do
0: yeah i think we can all very very easily get caught up in stuff like that and get caught up in something that it is not about. Even with simple things like our time with God, like our yeah. devotion time with God, reading the Bible and worship and stuff like that. I mean, I think about my own life and how how many times and how often throughout my life I I turned it into a religious activity that I yeah. felt like I have to do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And on the one hand, like, yeah, I mean, I have to do this for me. Like, I have to do this in order to grow. I have right. to spend time with God in order to, uh, in order to, you know, increase and, and stuff like that, and, and to get to know Him more and everything. But it should never, ever, ever be out of an obligation, and it shouldn't be this thing where, like, you know, we could even compare ourselves. Com- compare my life up against other believers. I know, like, I did that for a very long time. Just like, oh man, so-and-so is so awesome. Like they spend this much time with God every day and like God's just doing awesome things in their life and comparing myself and trying to like measure up to something that, you know, I mean, great. It's awesome that they do that. But, like, me trying to compare myself and to measure up to it, that's a scheme of the enemy trying to get me to turn this awesome, incredible relationship that I have with the God of the universe who loved me enough to send his only son to die a gruesome death in my place in order to bring me into sonship and righteousness and absolute peace and joy and fullness and just everything that I could ever imagine. Like, it's so good. He is so good, and I get him. Like, he is ultimately, he is our inheritance. Like when Jesus is like, you know, when Jesus makes us co-heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and he invites us into what he has always had, he makes it available to us because guys, I just feel like Jesus is like, guys, you need to get to know my father more. Like, you need, to stop, yeah. you need to stop fighting and bickering over denominations. You need to stop fighting and bickering over, you know, who's right and which political party and, like, nothing, any of that stuff, whatever. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. stop making it about this. Like, do you celebrate this festival or not? To, to you know, go back to uh, the, the issues of, of Paul's Day and, and stuff like that. Do you eat this kind of food or not? Guys, guys, just forget about all that for a second. Look at my father. Look how good he is. Look how awesome he is. This is how much he loves you. This is how much he has available to you. And, and we, I, I just, I get mad sometimes, man. I get mad when I think about, like, all the time that, that I wasted. And, and I thank God for grace. I'm not mad. But you know what I mean? Like, I get annoyed sometimes when I think about all the time that I've wasted. And that God's people in general, that, like, we waste dealing with things that are already covered and taken care of and that are like very much secondary issues when he is issue number one, he is number one. And if we would make it about him, the Bible says that he perfects that which concerns us. So all these other like things that are so small and and really like almost insignificant when we compare them to knowing Jesus and knowing the Father, he takes care of it, he takes care of all of it. But we so often like we elevate those things, we make them more important. Where it becomes a thing about works or it becomes yeah, a thing about
1: it's at the expense of actually enjoying relationship with yeah. God because then you become so occupied. Yeah. And and you know, being occupied with yeah. doing instead of enjoying. Yeah. Being occupied to the point that, you know, you burn yourself, being occupied to the point that it it distracts you, it makes you lose focus of whose is it about? Mm-hmm. It's not about you, and without the intention, by doing so much and by becoming so busy about yeah. this, we make it about ourselves. Yeah. And I, I plead, I plead with you, <laughs> whatever, whatever is in the way yeah. of you coming into time with God, get it out of the way.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, if it's any resentment that you have mm-hmm. against God if there's any resentment against anything that anybody has taught you about God that it's not truth you know sit sit down with God and, and talk yeah. it out let him get deal. it let get him it, deal it out deal with him in your heart and let him deal with your heart like yeah. with your fears with your on you know your unmet expectations and get it out of the way yeah because it's only it's only gonna poison you it's only gonna mm. destroy you is not destroying anybody else, is not poisoning anybody else, It's not holding anybody else back but yourself.
0: See, a lot of people would think, a lot of believers would think that well, I can't approach God with something like that because he's he doesn't like this. He does, he's he's mad at me because of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when I have something like that, I'm gu- I'm guarding resentment yeah. within myself or and whatever I, it is I know, that, that's I know the maybe one that you somebody, mentioned.
1: You know listening or some, somebody, you know, be like, what? Can you resent God? Like, hello, yes, you can, yeah. and you and you can very easily, you know, pretend that there's no resentment, that, that there's bitterness in your relationship with God, and it becomes a filter for what He speaks to you, and then you're actually not listening right. Yeah. You know, it's the same that, like, in your relationships, like if you're bitter or upset with somebody, it's it's gonna filter yeah. what your interaction with that person.
0: But we'll, but we'll actually take that and maybe subconsciously or whatever will will hide it from god or yeah. will run will will run from god or distance ourselves from god in our in our heart because whatever we think that it's it's something that separates us or that distances us or that god's unhappy about or whatever when jesus you know already funny? dealt with it he already exactly. paid the price for that it, it's not <laughs> something that scandalizes your father That's, you can do, he he just wants to help you he yeah. wants to fix it the he fu- wants the to the funny
1: thing of that is he already knows yeah of course like he there's nothing that is a mystery to God he already knows if there's gunk in my heart if there's stuff going like he already knows what it's gonna uh, determine what influence and how much that cost me it's gonna be me being even I would say I would use the word be brave enough to just bring it up and just be like here this is it this is what is really going through my mind. It's right here. Let's, uh, come on, God. Like, what do I do with this? You know, and I think some. so many times we try to be, like, religiously correct. We did. In our approach with the Father. We do. And I've, I've come to a place in my life now that I just I just stopped doing that because I realized, like, it's, it doesn't, it only makes the process longer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is and this is, is just, why too. This just... is why grace is so Ooh. good. Law-mindedness, old covenant mindedness, whatever, will cause you to rename it something else so that you yeah. can justify yourself and not deal with it. Mm-hmm. Where grace allows you to say, "All right, God, this is in my life and this is messed up and I need you to help me deal with it because grace empowers you to walk the yeah. right way. Grace empowers you to live the right way and That's just part of the inheritance that we have as sons and daughters, that he's given us everything that we need. He's opened it up to us. And so we just don't have to worry and and fight and struggle.
1: Because, you know, like you said, after years of dealing with this ongoing battle of like, oh, well, I can approach the Father today because I did so good and I was so spiritual and yeah. I did so great. Yeah. So let me come to God and He's yeah. happy with me. And then, you know, I'll mess up or something and they'll be like, oh my God, how do I can come back yeah. to Him, you uh-huh. know? And I have to like do penance. <laughs> Which is what we do, yeah. you know. We do penance yep. and like, oh God, and we repent and we repent and we repent and we repent. And I remember getting to a point where, like, I literally heard God tell me, like, "Okay, we've cried about this long enough. Like, yeah, are we done with it? Oh yeah. Because I have so much more for you. I like, I want to show you more. Wow. I want to love you more. Wow. Can we? Get past all this wow. whiness and get past all this so that I can actually love you fully. So that I can really, actually speak to you fully the way I want to. I, that's mind-blowing. Yeah. Because a lot of times we do this repenting and this like washing ourselves consistently. And we do it for ourselves. And the Father does not need that. Well. Wow. Because He looks at us and He's like, my son my daughter. Absolutely. Here it is. What's you? What's so in your good. mind? Let me show you where I'm leading
0: you. Yeah, it's just the, the invitation that's available to us as God's kids is just so incredible. About being co-heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That's not something where, if, if you look at it like a pie chart, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, well, Jesus gets 99% <laughs> and you get a sliver. It's like, no, I share the whole pie with yeah. you. I share it all with you. And the more you get to know me, the more grace is revealed in your life so that you can go deeper and further and know more and more and more. And it just keeps unfolding. He just keeps sharing more and more and more with us. And it's his desire that we would just go deeper and deeper in him and with him. But the invitation is to rest in the Lord. The invitation is to recognize this position that we have as his sons and his daughters. And on the basis of that, that's where we get to experience everything that he is and everything that he has for us.
1: Yeah. And, and what I think is so funny is that when we do that, our lives become such a beacon of hope for those that mm-hmm. are around us and our lives become so consumed by his goodness Yeah, that other people can see it. Yeah, absolutely. And then others want to fall in love with the same God yeah. that you're loving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. It, it just It's
0: it's it's real. It's authentic. Yeah, and they can't exa- help exactly. but Yeah. Exactly.
1: Because I mean, you know, I think about sometimes like, I think about <laughs> you know, when I was younger and I'd be, you know, in the youth conference and you know, I'd be being taught about drawing close to the Father, but so much focus on the fact that I was so unworthy yeah. and that I I was so short from him. Yeah, And I think about it and I'm I'm like, you know, and even as a pastor now, that makes me very conscious and very aware of, I don't want to represent a God that is harsh, that Mm -hmm. is intolerable. Mm -hmm. Like if, I think I I put myself in the position of a a person who has never experienced God. And if I was to hear, you know, some of those messages, like, I wouldn't want to be saved. Hmm. I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a father, with with a God like that. Yeah, like if it's gonna be a God that's always condemning me and it's always like treating me like so unworthy, it's not something that you want to approach. Yeah, and it's something that we should even be aware of as believers. Like, how are we representing Him? Mm-hmm. How, when we speak to others about God, are we? Really, like, representing his goodness. Because, ultimately, it's his goodness that leads me to repentance. Like, that's what it says. Yeah, his you know? kindness. His yeah. kindness. Yeah, His absolutely. kindness. It was his kindness. It was his love that drew me mm-hmm. near. It was not the back of his hand. It was not his harsh words. Yeah. It was his kindness. And it was his goodness. So... When my life, and I'm not saying our life becomes like perfect and pink and oh my God, everything is lovey-dovey. No, because that's unrealistic. No, but that even in the midst of hardship, still the sweet fragrance of his love can be revealed through my life. Others can draw to the source because there is refreshment there. Amen. Because there is hope there. And I don't have to force people to come. They'll want to come. Yeah. They'll want to hear about it. Yeah, they want to encounter it because it's just so good that you can't deny. it. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you brought that out. It's just it flows so much better from from when you understand your identity, when you understand who you are, when you when you know His love, you can give His love away. When you know His love, you it, giving His love away becomes automatic because and you it can't doesn't help cost
1: it. You anything like yeah i remember for like a few years like you know we were doing ministry in mexico and there were seasons where i would literally feel like there was nothing left in me like i was giving out so much but i wasn't like feeling myself enough Mm -hmm. with him or i was only going so far Mm -hmm. because i was busy or because whatever you want to call it you know, and I remember getting it to a point where I was, I, I felt like, you know, I was like, God, it's just, what else do I have? What else do I have to give? Like, you know, and I remember him, like, whispering to me and saying to me, like, I'm not feeling you so that you give it out. I'm feeling you because this is what I do. This is my relationship with you. And whatever is taken away from you, I'm here to satisfy it. Like, I'm continually satisfying you. And if when you give out, you feel like you're emptied out of what I resource to you, then there's something missing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well. Wow. There is something missing. Wow. Because then you're giving now, but you're still not understanding the point of you being connected to the source to the source and it comes and it flows out of me because I'm constantly connected to the source I'm not connected to the wow. source Come so on. that I can give something out Come on. the only reason why that flows out is because there is an overflow because there's a consistent relationship because there's something consistent consistently being given in there
0: it's never ending
1: exactly and then it's not an effort to give out, then it's not an effort to love others. Then it's not an effort. And I'm not saying it's not an effort in terms of like, it's, it's always going to be easy. Sure. Because yeah. sometimes God asks us to love the unlovable. Yeah. Sometimes absolutely. God asks us to be hope oh, yeah. for those that are hopeless. And sometimes the people that are hopeless. Sometimes are... you got to
0: pray for the guy that cut you off. You
1: exactly. Know? Like sometimes they are the ones that you're like, can I just please not have this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> someone... And when you are connected to that source then it doesn't matter who the recipient of that so goodness is because all that matters is that you're constantly looking at him yeah while it's just being extended while it's just being poured out poured out that's how you pour your life out you pour your life out because you're constantly connected to the source i'm connected to the source I pastored out of that relationship of my source. Hmm. I don't pastored out of what I need to get in order to feed the sheep. The, fee- the sheep get fed because I live in constant connection to the source. And that applies not just to people who are in leadership or who are in ministry. Yeah. But that Amen. is Come for on. every believer. Come on. For every single believer this is a good that just that just finish. made a
0: scripture pop into my head. It's, it, there's a, there's a verse that we use um, very often. I, I've only ever heard it used to describe marriage, um, marriage. between uh, relationships, <laughs> marriage, man and wife. Uh, is is this verse that says uh, what God has joined together, let no man separate, or let no man put asunder? Depending on your translation, what God has joined together, let no man separate. We have been joined together with the yeah. Father. We. We begin our relationship with Jesus in an absolute perfect union with Him. We've been joined together. And that is a relationship, that's a bond that no man, that no circumstance, for I'm convinced that neither height nor depth, nor uh, mm-hmm. sorry, I, I quoted that totally wrong. Yeah, <laughs> for no, I'm convinced no, that neither man. death nor life nor angels nor principalities yeah. nor powers nor things present nor things to come, neither height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Our Lord, absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of the Father. Absolutely nothing. He's done it so perfectly. He's brought you into a perfect union with Him that cannot be broken because it is established in the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's established based on His perfect love for you, which is not like our love so many times. That can be very limited and it can be... um, What's the word? It can be fickle. It can change from one moment to the next. It can be, well, I I love you, but I didn't like what you did. So I'm going to give you the silent treatment or I'm going to go over here or I'm going to hurt you back or whatever. God doesn't do that kind of stuff with us. His love is absolutely perfect. And he is such a perfect, loving father. And if we would just live on the basis of that, of our sonship, of our relationship with him and just allow all of life, like you said, Denise, to flow from that place of identity and knowing who we are as god's kids we become untouchable to the enemy i mean he can try stuff he can attack he can lie he can do all kinds of different things but when we operate from that place of knowing who our god is and who we are him it's just the stuff that he tries to do just it just falls off it doesn't stick it doesn't it doesn't get us into this place. Like there can be all kinds of stuff going on around here in the realm of what we see, but on the inside of us, absolute peace, rest, assurance, you know, of, of who we are and who God is. And then from that we just get to to just continue living in peace, even when there's conflict going on around on the outside or or when the enemy is trying to do whatever he's trying to do to get us off track. And it's so funny that as we I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, I think it's verse 28. He says that when we are not terrified by our adversaries, it reminds them, this is a very, this is paraphrased, but it reminds them of their own impending judgment. Mm -hmm. And so your rest and peace that you get to experience in God, your identity as his child, that actually becomes a weapon in the hand of God oh, yeah. that he uses to destroy the works of the enemy against you. And actually it's already done because yeah. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and he declared it is finished. Exactly. Everything that he came to do, he did it perfectly. Yeah. And so it's just, we get to stand in this place where we don't have to, we we can, we can choose to, right. but we don't have yeah, we don't to. Have to live based on all of these other things and these limitations and everything else but we get to live from this place of sonship and out of that flows everything else including power for miracles and ministry and all of that kind of stuff yeah. just all works so much better when yeah. we just rest in Him and, it all and we make it about
1: practical. Him. Yeah, and it all becomes yeah. even more practical because then it's it becomes a reality and something that you do in your life without you like you're not trying to be spiritual, you're not, you know, you don't go out your way, like, purpose and say, oh, I'm gonna go pray for this person, no, it just happens that maybe you're talking to somebody, and then just prayer, you know, flows out of you, whether this person, so you know, is a believer or not, you know, or maybe that person not at that moment is like, oh, I don't know, pray for me, but you still, you know, pray for that person in your heart, because you recognize that it's, this is not about religion, this is not about I belong to this group of people and you don't no it's it's about
0: the creator it's about him just drop closer it's the best thing that you can do yeah amen alright guys well uh, that'll do it for episode number 45 thanks again for being here thanks for taking the time out and uh yeah 45 it seems like I just started this thing like but yeah it's episode 45 so it's coming along but thank you guys for being part of this this is the first time you're here Or if you've uh, come back, um, whatever it is, I just really appreciate you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you guys again. We'll be back with you next week with episode 46. And uh, have an awesome week.